are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Carolina drops its first game of the new year to Florida State, but we did see growth from the backcourt. Now, the bigs played bad, the guards played good, but will there ever be an even complete game for the Tar Heels? Grading our three keys to victory, what did we learn from the FSU game? All things that we'll talk about on today's show. Happy Monday. It's a new start to a new week. We're getting in the thick of January, right? We're settling into 2021. Things are still (laughs) crazy. We thought that 2020 was over, but hey, you never know which you're going to get these days, nothing surprises me, right? And it shouldn't surprise you at this point. Now, quick things to note before we dive into the FSU loss, the Tar Heels played their fourth ACC road game of the season when they went to Tallahassee to take on the Knolls. Carolina had won three in a row before losing to the Seminoles. Carolina was coming off an 81-75 home win over Syracuse on Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I'll say, the Tar Heels grabbed a season-high 24 offensive rebounds and scored 24 second-chance points in that win. Now, Florida State was coming off a big win versus NC State, 105-73. They were hot. They were feeling it. They hadn't played in about three or four games. They were ready to blow off some steam, and unfortunately for the Wolfpack, they took it out on them. So glad that wasn't our game, because I think the game that we saw Saturday would have gone a lot differently. They were also out without some key players, a key guard, can't remember his name at the moment, but high-profile scoring, going to be a featured lottery pick. He wasn't playing, so we pretty much left it to be evenly matched, so to speak. So, jumping into it, pretty much back and forth, right? It was a back-and-forth game throughout. No big runs or deficits that either team had to overcome. The most was about 7-9 to nine at one point for the Heels, but they continued to stay in the game. The Tar Heels were 8-5 and five and 3-3 three and three in the ACC, were within a point just with just over two minutes remaining, but missed their next three shots. <sighs> Let me take a pause on that. Missed their next three shots and had a turnover, while Florida State's Gray converted a three-point play and two free throws, and the Seminoles went up seven with 16 seconds remaining. So they got ugly, and they got ugly pretty damn quick, and Carolina just took itself out of the game by some mental mistakes that we talk about time and time again that they just can't afford with the squad that we have currently. Now, Florida State is now 7-2 and two on the year and 3-1 and one in the ACC. As I mentioned before, UNC falls to 8-5 and five on the year and 3-3 three and three in the ACC. So we're batting at 500, and that's cold because we all know how it was last year. So I'm still feeling good about this team. But let's talk stats, right? Field goal percentage-wise, Carolina was about 43%, while FSU was 48 from three. Carolina was 41%. So improvement. Because I remember not too long ago, we was knocking on the 16 and 20% door. So growth, right? FSU was 50%. From the free throw line, Carolina Carolina made 78% of their free throws, while FSU made 96%, which was arguably one of the best free throw shooting nights for any team that has ever faced the Tar Heels. 
For a rebound percentage, Carolina had 29, while FSU held to 30. Turnover-wise, Carolina had 14. The Knowles had 17. Another surprising stat that we'll get into. Okay, make sure you're here. Carolina had less turnovers than their opponent and still lost. So what does that mean for us? Okay. Right, Carolina had nine steals, and FSU had 10. So those are your top stats. Scoring leaders, we have some bright spots. Again, we're going to keep harping on the fact that there is some growth. R.J. Davis, 16 points. I remember there was a time when he only scored two points in a game. Huh, come on, it won't that long ago. Kerwin Walton, 14. Garrison Brooks, 12. Caleb Love, 11. Garrison was the only big to score above 10 points. Armando was quiet. Dayron was quiet. Walker, honey, still learning, finding his wings. He's a gazelle, still trying to find his way. <laughs> but when he do, he's going to be a monster. But he's just not, he not there yet. That's okay. That's okay. That's he true freshman form, right? An offense balance game. Again, where are we sitting? Not not quite full yet, not quite complete. But at our best position, we weren't there. And that's what we need to be successful. When our best position, our bigs, handling the rock well, handling, you know, drives to the basket, all that stuff, getting the fouls, the putbacks, all of that. Didn't see that on Saturday. So there was that. I will say another bright spot. Anthony Harris returning in the lineup with his five points contributing. But it was more than just the points, right? It was the energy. It was the vibe. It was just the confidence that he exuded. Let others around him know that, hey, we're Carolina for a reason. We're going to step up and elevate our game. And that's what you want from your teammates at the end of the day, right? You so want for them to do well. So you want to make sure you put them in a position to be successful by doing your job. <laughs> and that's exactly what Carolina's guards certainly did for me on Saturday. Now, let's talk about it. Did y'all bet on the game? Was it the over or the under? You can be honest. You can be honest here. We we keep it nice and honest with this group. I certainly thought that Carolina was going to go for the over. I told y'all I preached the under. Then after figuring out that effort. Well, I said bet the under from the Carolina standpoint. Let me go ahead and clarify. From an over standpoint, FSU scored 105, and I didn't know at the time that one of their best guards were not going to be in the game. So upon further review, because I'm allowed to do that, right? Give grace. Upon further review, I said the over is still there, but Carolina's going to be able to step up a little bit better because FSU's defense isn't going to be as sound as it was against NC State. So I bet, won that bet. However, when you put it in a parlay, Again, some teams that don't step up, it makes for a long night. And let me tell y'all, I ain't win no money on Saturday, especially watching those NFL games, and I was so hurt, right? The, I'll specifically, I'll talk about the, in, the Saints game and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because my, Lord knows all I needed Tampa Bay to do was get one more touchdown to go over 52. They did not do that for me, so it was only 50, and I had a lot of money on that. My heart was a little bit broken, but that's okay because guess what? I still trust and still believe in betonline.ag. So if you're willing to bet, <laughs> let me know. Let's talk through it, the spreads, the lines, all of that good stuff. Make sure you talk to me about it at Locked on Heels because if you like prop bets, over-under spreads, all that good stuff, even future bets, you got to head to betonline.ag. That's the only place that has you covered and the one place that I trust. You got to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. I understand 
trying times right now, but I promise you there's a different type of feeling when you put on a $2 parlay and you come out swinging with $50 and get yourself some good lunch, right? So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code again, locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, 2020 is thankfully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want to see and feel like you want to get confident in those wins, you got to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Now, I talked about the game. Back and forth, didn't go our way. Seven points wasn't really indicative of how the game went, and yet Carolina just dropped the ball. Kind of like Carolina did against Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl, right? They dropped the ball like five minutes left. It it gets frustrating. You're like, this is just not not what we were doing all game, and then y'all just want to go left. But it's okay. We learn from our mistakes. We learn that we're not there yet. And we talk about our three keys to victory, right? For Florida State, we had to talk about setting the pace with these offensive rebounds. Carolina had led the nation in offensive rebounds per game with 16 and second in offensive rebound percentage at 41. And they were averaging 18 second chance points per game. Now Carolina, again, got out-rebounded 30 to 29. While it may not seem like much, if that's the staple of your program and your current team and your current team needs to be in games when they're doing exceptionally well, Taking that away almost guarantees an L. So you have to be perfect at the things you're decent at and okay at the things you're terrible at, right? I just, I hope that makes sense, right? You just, they cannot afford to not be amazing at the two things they get right every game, right? So there's that. And for me, one of those happens to be offensive rebounding. The other is just shooting with confidence because, and, well, I'll say defense because we're going to talk about basketball X's and O's. But I think being confident and playing like Carolina is something that this team, this program, past couple of years struggles with mightily. Now, if I also want to talk one of my keys of victory, they got to shoot. They had to shoot better on Saturday or don't even bother. That's what I said. UNC shot 39% from the floor against Syracuse, marking the third straight game the Tar Heels won despite shooting under 40% from the floor. Now, on Saturday, Carolina shot 43% on the day to the Seminoles 48%. Now, sure, FSU didn't shoot it at the gym like they did versus NC State, but they always had a response for Carolina's field goal attacks. Carolina was already... Carolina already struggles defensively on top of not being able to stop FSU in this game, which made for a long game, right? Ultimately, you've got to get the stops. That's what Carolina still needs to work on. Yes, we struck. I mean, where's the list is long, right? Let's keep it a buck. The list is long. Not only do you have to try and friggin' score, but also you got to figure out how to not let the other team score. I know <laughs> strong analysis there, but hey. <laughs> when it all boils down to it, you put up more baskets and stop the other team from putting in baskets, you might win a game. Hey, what do I know, right? Put me up there with Michael Jordan and the best of them, but there's that. Number three, I said that Carolina's defense had to step up. Funny you mentioned that, right? Candace, cool. Now, Raekwon Evans, I had said on the last show, scored a career-high 24 points. MJ Walker added 19 and Florida State made 70.7% of their field goals to beat State. 
So they were looking to impose their will will on all the blue bloods that we have of the ACC, right? Huh, they did that. MJ Walker scored 20 points. Raekwon, the other one, Raekwon Gray, added a career-high 19, and Florida State beat Carolina 82-75. That was the Seminoles' 20th consecutive home conference victory. FSU, again, always had an answer for Carolina. In games where you need huge blocks from Armando and Dayron, we just didn't get that. Kerwin Walton, the man who we just has the big fro and can only shoot threes, had the most blocks on the day. Yeah, and that's two. <laughs> Wasn't even like it was a good number. And that lets you know everything you need to know just about how the bigs did that day. Okay? So as much as I want to say, hey, there's so much growth, there's so much improvement from the team, we need to be happy. Yeah, that's great. But at the same time, I have been hyping up Armando. I have been saying, oh, man, man's playing like grown man game. Day wrong. As soon as he learns, he's going to be a dog, like all this stuff. And then y'all jokers want to go around and not even get a block, not even an assistant block. Like, what is we doing? <laughs> y'all can't possibly really be that hungry. I'm confused. Which one is it? Garrison shouldn't. Mm, you know what? I'm about to say something ugly. I'm going to take that right on back because I need my blessings this week. But y'all know what I'm trying to say. I feel like it was a game where the guards knew they had to play great. And they did for that. But it's we don't have that team where one group can take the night off. We're not there. We're not in Iowa, right, where Luca Garza can maybe score only 14 or 15 and they still dominate. We don't have a Wees Camp shooting out the gym. <laughs> you know, we don't have any players on our squad yet who could take over a game. We don't have any guards who can take over. Hell freaking no. We don't have a Col- Col- yes, Kobe White who can just dominate the floor, who can be a best floor general. We just don't have very many confident players yet as a unit where it's like, oh, he's doing his thing, I'm going to let him ride out. Don't even have to worry about it, big dog. Absolutely not. We need to feed off energy. Andrew Playtech, how you get two points, bruh? Right? you supposed to be our go-to senior. What was you go-to in senioring? Want nothing about you, leadership. Leaky, my dog, what you doing? You the same one talking about got to be better defensively. Where was it? Looking for it. Still trying to find it. <laughs> Help a sister out. Wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, right? At the end of the day, you've got to step up. You've got to want better <laughs> for your group. So there was that. Now, what did we learn, right? What did we learn from the heels after Saturday's loss? Man, Carolina's still looking for its complete game. They're still looking for the bigs, guards, wings, do their thing. As I mentioned, Andrew Playtech, two points on the day. Unacceptable. Curl Walton was doing his thing, right? But we still need guys. Puck Johnson didn't even barely play, had no points on the day. We just need guys to be more consistent when we kick the rock to them. And we score three. I saw Caleb Love shooting more confident. RJ Davis shooting more confidently. Love that. But I also want our bigs to block. I also want our bigs to put up shots, right? I also want Anthony Harris to get fed more. I know it's going to take him some time, but gosh, when he gets in there, It's going to be an interesting rotation (laughs) very soon, and that'll be a great conversation we have throughout the week as we have yet another leader coming in the mix. What will that mean for guys who are not playing? Roy Williams has harped over and over again that guys earn their minutes. So what are they going to see in practice that we don't see? I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see the next couple games and their lineups. Now, Carolina is still getting tripped up 
by their mental mistakes and their turnovers. You got to protect the rock, especially down the stretch, especially at the end. You got to finish. You've been doing so well. Even if it goes into overtime, you've been doing so well. Don't kick your own self in the pants. And that's what Carolina did. Again, with 16 seconds left, you allowed Florida State to pretty much put the game out of reach going up seven. So Carolina has to get out of its own way, whatever that means for them. They have to figure it out. Carolina's opponents had more turnovers, right? They got to learn how to capitalize off of them. UNC had six second chance or fast break points to FSU's 18. So the fast break points, you got to have more than that, right? You got to have at least double digits, we got to make people pay for their mistakes. FSU has 17 turnovers, right? There should, that should be at least 34 points from Carolina, right? That's what I'm hoping, and you only got 12. Mm, okay, cool, 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 cool. Say less, say less, say less. We're working on that. But at the end of the day, we can say that that was progress. We certainly saw progress from the team. I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, the guys didn't do anything. The guys are going to be in great shape come April, come, excuse me, April, if they make it to the championship, right? Come March, I think they're going to have a strong go at the tournament. I think anybody's game, really, from what I've seen in the ACC this year, you know, Sons, Virginia, maybe, I would say Louisville, but eh. Sons, Virginia, I think it's anybody's game. Yeah, I, I would honestly say I think it's anybody's game. I think there's going to be a lot of surprises. A lot of spoiler teams that we have always, the Virginia Techs, the Clemsons of the world, the Georgia Techs that might give us a run from last time we met. But anybody, just depends on how well your team is playing that day, how well they gel together. If they're going to have to go through long stretches of COVID protocol type issues, it might make a difference come ACC tournament. But those are all things that we love to continue talking about having those conversations as we get more and more into the season. But Carolina's won eight. They lost five. And hopefully, you know, as we get things rolling, they can pick it back up. Our next game will be against Wake Forest. And I'll talk about that and what that'll mean for the Tar Heels, what we'll be providing as we go throughout the week, as we gear up for a very interesting week. It will be from a Tar Heel standpoint and just across the country. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Tar Heels. All right, folks, as you know, I'm on this new fitness journey since retirement from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious because, hey, you who doesn't love a good chocolate bar that is great for you, that makes you feel good, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber? Did I mention it's great for the keto diet? All of that good stuff. Just got my first box of shipment here. All the different amazing flavors. It's it's the bomb.com. Now, if you go to billbar.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. They are available on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Be sure to download. Be sure to hit me up at Locked on Heels if you want to talk shop. I am here for you. I look forward to it. I always talk back. I think it's great to engage with folks, right? So as long as you ain't saying nothing crazy, I'm good with it. If you want to throw out some wild takes in there, I'm cool with that too. So let's just keep the ball rolling as best we can.
So again, a schedule update. UNC will play Wake on Wednesday at 7 p.m. now instead of 9 o'clock. Praise God. <laughs> if you know me, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know I cannot stand late night games. I don't understand why you have to host these children at 9 o'clock. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. People need they rest. It makes no sense to force people to not only tune into a game late in the midnight hour, but have to report and record on it. That's just evil, right? That's a different level. It's not that serious TV time or whatever you got going on, viewership, at the expense of my health. You guys, really, it's just not fair. I'm going to say it every time. So thank the Lord. On Wednesday, which is already going to be a long day, we get a 7 p.m. game because I'm probably going to be overwhelmed by all the emotions of seeing my Madam Vice President. Okay, period. Now, this time change was due to the postponement of the NC State Virginia game because of COVID protocols. So we'll see a lot of all the adjustments going throughout the year, but I'm not mad about it. This game will be on the ACC network. So if you're looking for the opportunity to see the heels, there you go. As we wrap up today's show, let's remember, we're still positive about the heels. All the hate is not necessary. I feel like I have to say that every show, guys don't do their part when they lose a game. have to go too hard about that. It is not that deep. Please remember and remind yourself, you are tuning into a basketball game full of unpaid college students (laughs) for free. And let me also help you. It's a pandemic. So keep it humble. Just enjoy it for what it is. If you can't bring encouragement, if you can't bring tough love that ends with encouragement, maybe you shouldn't be watching, and that's okay. Everybody can't watch, right? Everybody can't watch the heels because it stresses them out. All that but if you can't watch and see a loss and take it away, just going about your day, just knowing that the sun will rise, reality check, come on back. <laughs> You're getting a little carried away. You're forgetting that this is just a game. Carolina's still going to be Carolina in the day. The banners are still hanging. Will we love more? Absolutely. But some people will never see banners that we've seen. Some people will never see moments that we've experienced. So you just got to take that for what it is and not get too overwhelmed by it, right? So make sure that you guys really just enjoy the game, take the L, and we keep it rolling. We're going to bounce back. I'm pretty feeling pretty good about the Wake Forest game. So there's that. So make sure you guys tune in. Come back tomorrow as we give some previews of the Wake Forest game. We'll hear from Wade Williams as he talks about the FSU loss and what he hopes that the team will bounce back and do with the Demon Deacons. Finally get a chance to be at home. It's hard to go on the road. It's hard to play in a pandemic. It's hard to just stay mentally tough and in there, but they're doing it. Tried and true. So we're going to keep supporting them as much as we can. Stay smart. Stay safe out there. Make sure you guys are wearing your mask, please. All that good stuff. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe in the streets. Have a happy Monday. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.